0: Welcome into the Houston Racket Club's Insider Podcast, where we are celebrating our fourth year of broadcasting. We are the club that aspires to attract and retain exceptional membership and professional staff to provide its members the finest facilities, amenities, and personalized service. But before we begin,
1: here's some food for thought. Hello, my name is Dwight Edwards, and um, our message today is called Responding to Life's Blasts. I love this quote by Jose Ortega. He says, we cannot put off living until we are ready. The most salient characteristic of life is its urgency, here and now without any possible postponement. Life is fired at us point blank. And that is so true, isn't it? Life never waits to ask us if we are ready, if we are comfortable, if this is a convenient time. Every morning it pounces on us, ready or not. Every day confronts us with responsibilities, challenges and opportunities, ready or not. Every evening it ushers us out of one day and thrusts us forward to the next, ready or not. Life indeed is fired at us point blank. And on the whole, we really don't have that much to say in the matter. What we do have a say in is how we will respond. We can run for cover, angry that we weren't given proper warning about what life was about to send our way. Or we can tamely bend with the wind, believing that there's absolutely nothing we can do to alter things. Or we can accept with dignity what cannot be changed and move forward with courage to make a difference in what can be. The familiar prayer by Reinhold Niebuhr is difficult to improve on. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Life is pointed at point-blank range, but no blast can deprive us of the two greatest weapons we have to withstand its blast, perspective and choice. And history is littered with examples of men and women who use these two weapons to overcome every blast sent their way. And one of them could be, should be, you, my friend. Our flashpoint? Use perspective and choice to their fullest. Now go out, have a great week, and take life by the throat.
2: Good morning, happy Friday, Thomas and Sicily here. Hi. Hi, Sicily. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Th- thank you, everyone, for tuning in to HRC Insider Podcast, episode number sixty-eight. I'm sure by now you've probably figured out that we are doing these monthly now, not every two weeks, and all the past episodes, of course, are available on the HRC app, so go check them out. A couple of things, I'm going to let everybody know what's going on. So the kids are back to school uh, at the time of this recording, which is today, August 16th, uh, which was this past Tuesday, I guess, if you're listening on Friday. Uh, first busy lunch in in months. I mean, the grill was packed today. Sounded great. I loved it. A lot of our it.
3: classes in the fitness center picked up oh, too. Awesome. It's gone. Yes.
2: Members are back. Yes. In spades. We are busy again, and we are also busy with the construction. I know our special guest sitting here in front of me is excited about the newest uh, conversion of some of our property back there near the How House. But we're putting in our two new pickleball courts, and then LED lights right after that. Uh, currently Blake is updating the group exercise studio audio system so that's fun then we're going to chip away last summer if you know or may not know we reconditioned all the pool furniture we're now starting to do the same with the tennis court furniture so yes we know it looks pretty shabby (laughs) uh, because it is the oldest furniture um, that we have from that brand but we're going to knock that out next also we are Uh, Squeezing in even more parking spaces, which is great news, as busy as we are. Uh, Anniversaries. We want to say thank you to uh, and congratulations on our one-year anniversary, which is uh, Lali Garcia and Macy Keen. Two years, Frank Schilacci in the security (laughs) booth. I did that well. Uh, You did. Remy Torres. Three years, Elma Salgado on the uh, adult deck every day at lunch is with us three years four years kenneth franco and nancy gozalas and then 12 years elizabeth gamboa and 34 years carmen valencia everybody knows carmen of course what else do we have going on, Cicely?
3: We have some great upcoming events starting August 19th. Every Friday is Friday Night Lights Backyard Cookout. We will have live music, cold drinks, and a rotating buffet menu. Tonight is Kids Movie Night featuring the Little Rascals. Our year-round swim team starts this Monday, August 22nd. And on Tuesday, our junior tennis program starts back. This is every Tuesday and Thursday for ages children ages 5 to 18. Please come join the fun. Friday, August 26th is Kids Night Out, Dancing Through the Decades. This event starts at 6 p.m. September 5th is a really cool event, and I know we added the Touch a Truck event back in here. Um, Come enjoy our famous Labor Day lunch buffet and our outdoor festivities. September 18th is our Red vs. Blue Tournament who will win this year i wonder
2: oh i don't know we have a special guest looking at we you do find. and
3: i will think i think he's again. won quite a bit yeah. on that one but who's gonna
4: win you'll have to come out and find oh uh, there you nice. go <laughs> okay very good
3: september 25th 21st is men's poker night starting at 6 30 so just make sure everybody signs up uh, for all these events through the hrc app
2: so, Rochelle, if you're listening, no helicopter, okay? That's where we draw the line for the Touch a Truck event. Oh, come unless come on. Unless it shows up on a trailer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not as simple as that may seem. I like the enthusiasm, though. Great event last year. I know it's going to be awesome again. So fun. Okay, so a month ago, I was teasing everybody on the employee side to complete the trivia quiz, and we had quite a few. Yeah,
3: Com- we had about 10 people. 10? Yeah, I, I
2: mean, everybody asleep? we got to
3: talk it up. Yeah, we got to talk it up more. Yeah, so. I'll
2: tell you what. Okay, we'll put Alex Graham in charge. Alex, yep. you are going to draw a name of one of those 10 folks, and we're going to give them a $100 gasoline card, which is going to come in handy. So let's go. Who's the lucky
4: And winner? our winner is Rochelle. Oh, oh did I just of, cause that? You, but,
3: did. you did. Congrats, awesome. Rochelle
2: well deserved
3: and we also will have a trivia quiz on alex's podcast as well so we'll do them each time now that it's monthly
2: okay so that means everybody listen up so we can see what kind of test questions we can ask about alex so (laughs) of course our next rock star insider has been with us for 10 years now and you of course see him on the tennis courts what what it doesn't say here is you can see him on the tennis courts at the crack of dawn because he's usually the first one on property right Pretty, Sometimes. Pretty much. So you're going know, to see him high-fiving the kids and always making jokes. So Cicely reached out to Thomas Cook. And this is what Thomas had to say about Alex. Alex, a.k.a. Chess, <laughs> this i got to know, has been a great addition to our staff here at HRC. He has done a fantastic job as our tennis events director and brings positive energy and excitement to our membership and events. He is always upbeat and enthusiastic. Thank you for being a part of the culture of HRC, says Thomas Cook. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Good. Okay, couple of quick facts. Yep.
3: He's from Deer Park, Texas. He played many sports growing up bas- to include basketball, cross- cross-country, tennis, and track. He went to school for sports management. One of his hobbies that he'll talk about is hiking. And a fun fact that I found was super fun, his mom dated his college tennis coach, and that, oh, really? that connection came later. <laughs> like, oh, my. When he was okay. recruited. <laughs>
2: wow. Okay, backing up a little bit. How did you get the nickname Chess?
4: That's a great question. Uh, I definitely listened to Ross and him explain his uh, nickname of the toaster. So <laughs> similar uh, lines here that we are just out there all the time with each other. And uh, things just kind of morph from calling each other. You know, he used to call me A-Rod and... Uh, <laughs> I would call him Cheeseness through him and Randy's nickname and so then became the chess. Uh, we usually give it a little multiples, you know. Had chess no- and chess. had stuff. nothing
2: to do with you being a great chess player. No,
4: no. He didn't learn that out until he didn't learn that till later. So
2: So you are a good
4: chess player. I I would say I'm average. <laughs> didn't
2: know that. Okay, again, born in Deer Park and basketball, cross country, tennis, track, choir, marching band.
3: He did it all.
2: Wow, trombone!
4: I did. You still yes. play it uh, every once in a while. Okay, very exciting. We're yes. gonna put up. How,
3: how did you go yeah. to school?
4: Right, it's a great question. I I had a wonderful mother who pushed me into many things, so I uh, really enjoyed it. Keep you busy, yes, sir.
3: Keeps them out of trouble.
4: So was basketball your favorite sport? Basketball was my favorite sport. Definitely my first true love, and. Uh, you know, just sophomore year rolled around and the coach said, listen, you can play on JV the next year and probably sit your senior year. So I switched to tennis. It was a a great move. What year was that? Uh, 2005. So my junior year in high school, started playing tennis uh, full time. Okay. Talk about
2: your college days a little bit.
4: Yeah. So I I started out there in 2007. Uh, My coach was James Cohagen, wonderful guy. Um, Went out there for a seminar on the brain game a guy who coached uh, andre agassi he had held a seminar there when i was in high school and uh talked to Kohagen Co- there and he came out and watched me at a few tournaments and recruited me and so it was a good fit um out there in belton texas
2: talk about your most memorable match
4: <laughs> yes yeah, so it's a good story yeah. my senior year we made the the conference tournament And how that works is basically you're playing the first team to get to, uh, five points, right. Which is five matches. And so after the doubles, you played three and, uh, I believe we got swept in that, in that, uh, category. And so we were down three Oh and started off strong in singles, but eventually, uh, our team did lose. Uh, and so my match was not over yet. And I had just gotten to the point where I felt like I was figuring them out and was on a run basically about four games and was excited to uh, take home the victory if, if you know, it got to that point for our team. And so uh, it's a little unfinished business, basically. We, we shook hands <laughs> at about 4-1 in the second set. So it's one of those where I feel like I'm always still competing because my, my last match never finished. So.
2: Who were the members here recently that finished like a singles championship from like years ago? Wasn't there something? Um, I can't recall. Was it Perdomo?
4: Possibly in the singles tournament. Yeah,
2: like they waited for ever, and there was a match that never finished, and they finished so it. I think it last year, or a couple of years ago. Interesting. Right.
4: I know that Rafael Herrera's had a few few matches out here. That you know, he makes the finals quite a few years, so it might have been his. But um, they're yeah. they're. Some lung busters out there, for sure.
2: So, uh, any intention of tracking that guy down
4: and (laughs) finishing the match? (laughs) I'm about to try, because I just want to go
3: see this. (laughs) Uh,
4: What was your first job? My first job was working at the John Newcomb Tennis Ranch. Uh, I grew up out there, basically started going when I was in junior high, and went uh, a week or two during the summer. And so, it was my first um, position out of high school, basically, where I was coaching tennis, so really enjoyed out there, learned how to teach. And that's where I get my energy from, to be honest.
2: Okay. And then off to the A&M tennis camp.
4: Right. So I graduated in 2011 from Mary Harden Baylor and my doubles partner at the time worked at the Texas A&M tennis camps and uh, asked me if I wanted to work out there. I said, sure. And so it was a great experience. Um, met a couple of people that really influenced my tennis career You know, afterwards. Kevin O'Shea being the director out there was Uh, good friends with otis sadler at the time and so that was kind of
2: that was a connection a great
4: connection for me and uh, my high school tennis coach also worked out there as well and so he got to know uh, otis as well
2: okay so back to houston and um i met your wife yes stacy so how did you all Meet.
4: yeah so we started dating um, our senior year in college i We both talk about that we don't remember the first time we met, so that's kind of a nice um, relationship that we we both remember not remembering and uh, i don't know we we definitely weren't hanging out the first three years that we were at college, but she invited me to a um, Super Bowl party watch at her church, and uh, I took the opportunity, and one thing led to another. I remember inviting her to a tennis tournament and uh, also inviting another female at the time, another young lady, and oh, uh, nice. it worked out for me in the end. She, she realized that she might have been a little jealous, so oh, it worked out.
2: Well, let's see how focused you were. Who was playing in the Super Bowl?
4: Let's see. It was the uh, Peyton Manning-led Colts against the Drew Brees Saints. I did. Yeah. I did leave at halftime from my church and, and went over to watch from her at her church. So, I got to watch at least one half before paying attention somewhere I saw
2: else. Saw what the priorities yes. were. Very good. <laughs> when when
4: did you get married? Uh, 2014 August 18th. Um, wonderful day. It was beautiful outside.
2: And then with all the craziness that happened in 2020, uh,
4: unbelievable. You know, our our firstborn Logan was born um, March 5th. Yeah. And so we were home for maybe three days four days and then the world shut down and so i definitely appreciated the time to be able to hang out with my my newborn and uh, get to know him and so yeah um it was kind of bittersweet
2: yeah and uh sis right here cicely he wrote that your favorite thing to do is spending time with logan and playing with puzzles
4: that's right that's right he's a big puzzle man okay. he uh just every time i get him a new one he's he kind of gets addicted and wants to do him over and over again so yeah.
2: All right, let's jump into your time here at the club. So you mentioned yeah. earlier, of course, Otis, and then Otis was still working here at the time. Otis was the junior director at the time before he went to Lakeside. Yes, sir. And so you came in and interviewed with Otis and Thomas. Otis both.
4: and Thomas. Thomas both how'd started. started. How it go? That like, kind of. It was great. It was great. They asked if I liked to smile, and I said yes. And so here I am, <laughs> ten years later, uh, still smiling. Exactly.
2: Were you ner- nervous? A little.
4: Yeah. Just a little. I had no idea that a place like this existed, to be honest, growing up in Deer Park on the southeast side of Houston. So I had no idea what I was getting into when I got here.
2: So we'll Talk about that a little bit. So you pull up at the gate, kind of your impression, your feelings as you're nervous, of course. And...
4: Nervous, of course. I remember so basically driving to the back, I decided that I was going to go to the Howe House because that was the building I could see and knocked on the front door there and nobody <laughs> answered. And I thought, OK, am I in the wrong place or... Uh, where should I be going? So I drove back around and saw the pro shop. And yeah, was definitely a little nervous at first.
2: That's funny. Yeah. You knocked on the house door. I did. Never heard it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so you were hired. I remember when uh, Thomas talked about you, how oh, I got this young guy, big smile, energy. He's going to be awesome. You know how Thomas talks, yes. right? So you started for the in the junior program. And uh, so dive into that a little bit. Your favorite part about it. You know i said earlier high-fiving the kids i mean you created a culture there um you probably most likely know this when i started working here i've talked about this before our junior program was about 20 20 kids right right wow. and uh, thomas yeah <laughs> wow. uh, thomas didn't have the right st- uh, pro in place and he kept talking to me about it and looking at it and then of course he needed somebody like an alex and the team members that have joined since but kind of jump into junior tennis what 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 do you love about it all that good stuff
4: that's definitely why I wanted to teach tennis was for the kiddos I remember my coaches as a kid <clears throat> and me thinking I, I just want to give back to the kids the way that they gave back to me and so showing up for those first few days just seeing the entire wall of kids on court 19 and uh, splitting them up I just knew I was at the right place and yeah. uh, it's a great great atmosphere here you know Jim Ward at the time just had a lot of, oh, yeah, of energy I just talked <laughs> about yes.
2: Jim the other day yeah
4: and so I just fed off of that.
2: Jim's a <clears throat> good friend of another friend of mine I, I just spoke with. You should find this interesting being the golfer that you are, but the Falls Golf Course out in New Ulum. Right. Uh, a friend of mine, Phil Stike, a former club guy, and, and Jim Ward, of course, they worked together. Jim was the tennis director at Kingwood Country Club, and Phil was the general manager. So we just talked about Jim the other day. And awesome. I, I shared no, no. the story how we had an employee meeting at one time remember this were you there I was not and Jim sat in the front row and I don't know what I was talking about it but it was so quiet in the room and all of a sudden his phone goes off and what was it
4: bum, 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 bum,
2: Monday bum, Night Football bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that's right <laughs> the whole room burst out laughing uh, laughing it was great yes. so tell our staff members that don't know you so well or some of our new members what is it you do in your role
4: it's a great question so teaching tennis lessons out here, I definitely try and give as many lessons as possible starting at 6 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. And so just trying to to create as much tennis on the tennis courts with with tennis lessons. And then also I am the tennis events coordinator. And so any events that are for adults or sometimes for the kids, I, I help Thomas with uh, recruiting and signing people up. And drafting teams and creating lineups and um, trophies and all all the stuff that kind of goes on behind the scenes of a, of a tournament. So, those are kind of my main two roles. Try to to help out in the junior program, running the five and six year old uh, red ball class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, something
3: you said about the five and six year olds that I want to point out. You said when they start, they do not know how to even hold a racket, but by the end they of the time they look like little tennis players and yeah. i thought that was super never, fun and cute never forget and, you you got hundreds yes.
2: of kids who will never forget coach alex yeah. it's just great
4: are, I, I love teaching them they're they're wonderful and um, it is exciting to watch them grow from you know not even be able to make contact to to being able to rally or, or have tennis friends and want to show up just to play tennis with their parents or, or a coach so
2: right you're um Red versus Blue, I know, is one of your favorite events, but what is your most favorite tennis event?
4: (laughs) Most favorite event is uh, occurring again this year, is our Disco Dubs. uh, That will be on October 1st. Really excited. That's a fun event where everybody dresses up in their 70s attire, disco attire, and uh, come out and play with your partner and have a great time. We put the uh, carpet down on Court 11 and have the buffet and bar out there. So, great time in the evening of October 1st.
2: Okay, nice little pitch there. Thank you for doing that. Of course. What kind of music are you listening to?
4: That's a great question. I, I'm a big uh, Foo Fighters, Black Keys, um, kind of ACDC type of guy. Any type of rock and roll. Alternative rock is kind of what I grew up with. But uh, And having a kid, I've definitely learned to listen to all types of music. Yeah, so. right.
2: <laughs> Besides golf, other hobbies?
4: Uh, I love to play disc golf. Uh, I don't get to be playing as much ultimate frisbee uh and that you need you know 14 people to play that but disc golf is a fun of uh, little hobby of mine that my wife and i sometimes play
2: okay good so i think i asked you about everything uh of course i gotta ask you about the club so you said you know you knocked on the front door of to the house you finally found your way into pro shop now you've been here 10 years why what do you love about this place
4: it's the people. Uh, I've listened to the past podcasts and it's for sure. It's just the relationships that you create and knowing that those people have your back and they want to see the best for you and want you to grow. And um, whether that's coworkers or, or members or just the kids, I think everybody out here has the, the heart of um, people that I want to be around. So it's exciting to get up every day and get to hang out with people that you love.
2: Not work, is it? That's right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up here, sister. Is there anything else you want to throw, Alex? Anything else you want to share with anyone listening?
3: Oh, talk about your hiking. Yeah, yeah. So
4: one of the other things my wife and I like to do is for vacation is is go hiking. And so she's big into going to the national forests. And so we just went to Glacier National Park up in uh, Montana. And so that was a wonderful sight to see. Definitely have turned into an out, a little bit more of an outdoorsman because of my wife. So.
2: So how many how many parks have you
4: hiked? I think we've done a total of nine, um, and it's uh, ever-growing. We're hopefully going to get to go to Banff up in uh, Canada sometime soon. So,
2: Awesome. Very good. Wrapping this up, as I always do, share your Alex Graham wisdom with folks who aren't as enthused every day. What gets you out of bed? What gets you to work? Uh, what makes it special? What motivates you? And uh, all of that.
4: You know it's just seeing a smile on somebody else's face it's uh getting to be around people obviously as you can tell by the interview that I'm, I'm an extrovert and so that just recharges me it's it's something that i i thrive to to get to hit the tennis ball with people yes but also talk about life and and understanding what's going on for them and trying to just be a better coworker, worker a friend
2: and finally what motivates you
4: you know my family um I believe that my wife and my obviously my son just trying to provide the best life for them and um knowing that it was the way I was raised it's uh something you're always trying to do your best so pretty simple at that
2: Alex you're awesome
4: appreciate it thank you Thomas thank you Cicely congrats on
2: your 10 years and here's to the next 10 thank you so much thank you
0: It's times like these you give and give again. It's times like these you learn to love again. It's times like these time and time again. Thank you for all that you do in participating in the Houston Racket Club Insider Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, recommendations, or compliments, press the Engage link below and let us know what you think. Or email us at engage at houstonracquetclub.com. That's E-N-G-A-G-E at houstonracquetclub.com. And when you do, you'll be entered to win some fun prizes. Have an amazing day.